Welcome to today's bonus episode of Strategy Simplified. This episode is a recording of a live information session that the consulting firm Altman Solon conducted for our community on Tuesday, February 22nd of this year. Why was the firm hosting an info session just for the management consulted community? Because they're hiring for three open roles, analyst, consultant, and senior consultant. And the application deadline is this Friday, February 25th. In this episode, you'll hear from Rory Altman, one of the firm's co-founders, as well as a senior consultant and manager at the firm, as they talk about life, culture, project work, and more that you can expect if you end up getting an offer at Altman Salon. The firm's PowerPoint presentation is in the show notes. Download the presentation and follow along as you listen to today's episode. And don't forget to apply for open roles by Friday. You can find the link to apply in the show notes as well. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's info session with Altman Solon. We are so excited to have you with us. Uh, We're privileged to have the team from Altman here with us as well. They're going to be sharing all about who they are, uh, the open job opportunities available uh, at the firm. The firm is hiring for three open positions right now, analyst, consultant, and senior consultant. We'll pop the link into chat here in a couple minutes to those uh, open roles so you can uh, get a sense of the job description and requirements. Uh, and so that you have some context for what the the team is going to share with you today about who they are, the work they do, and why an opportunity with them may be the right next step for your career. Uh, A couple of ground rules here in the next couple of minutes, I will turn it over to the team from Altman. They're going to lead us through uh, a dynamic information session here for the next 40-ish minutes. At around quarter till the hour, we will open uh, the session up for Q&A. So if you have questions, feel free to start popping them in the chat as you have them. Uh, If we have time as the team moves through the presentation, we'll stop and take a couple. But the dedicated Q&A time is the last 15 minutes of today's session. So don't worry if we don't get to your question right away. We're going to try our very best to get to all of them. Uh, And I would encourage you to, to ask personal, specific, and positive questions, right? So you have access to the job description. You have access to the job requirements. Um, so I'd encourage you to ask questions that you don't already have the answers to or that you can't get the answers to uh, just from looking at, at the application portal. Uh, so again, we'll pop that link in in just a minute so you have that to look at. We've still got folks joining us. Uh, again, excited to have you today. We're going to be hanging out with the team from Altman here for the next hour. Uh, and team, if you're ready, uh, I am uh, more than happy to, to hand things over to you. Uh, Rory, uh, take it away. Uh, excited for you to introduce you, your team, and the firm to our incredible community here at MC. Hi, uh, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Rory Altman, and I'm excited to be here today with you. I've got two of my colleagues. I'm one of the co-founders of Altman Salon, and for the next 45 minutes, Varun, Jenna, and I are going to hopefully tell you about the firm, tell you what we're trying to accomplish. We are a very fast-growing, energetic strategy consulting firm, and we'd be excited to hire a great number of people over the course of the next few months. So uh, I'll start by saying, as I mentioned, my name is Rory. I am one of the uh, founders, and um, we started the firm in 2002. So I've been doing this for quite a while, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about myself as the uh, as the presentation rolls on. 
Awesome. Thanks, Rory. Hey, guys. My name is Varun. Uh, I'm a senior consultant at the firm. I've been here for about eight months or so. Um, in my experience here, I've done I've done projects all through the gamut of TMT, so happy to answer some of your questions from a senior consultant perspective. Perfect. And I'm Jenna. Nice to meet you all. Um, I'm a manager at the firm in our Boston office. I joined us originally in 2014 as a summer intern, um, stayed through that, went off to college again, came back as an analyst in 2015 for a couple of years, and then went off to business school for two years and returned back here in the summer of 2019. So I've been in and out and seen a lot of the changes. Great. So what we're going to do now, we have a presentation. We want to take you through a little bit of information about the firm, and uh, and then we're going to uh, open it up for questions. And of course, we're willing to take some questions throughout. So um, I think what we're going to do is skip this for now and just talk about the firm. So what do we do? What do strategy consultants do? It's a bit of a mystery for a lot of people. And what we want to try and do for you today is demystify what we do. So the first thing you should know about our firm is that we are a strategy consulting firm that focuses on only three sectors of the economy, telecom, media, and tech. As such, we focus on what transforms our world. If you think about the coolest new products that you're talking about, the parts of the economy that are changing literally daily or weekly, the new services, new products, new regulation, the evolving demand, anything to do with telecom, tech, or media, that's all we do. So we do focus on what transforms our world. So why do I love TMT? And uh, I've been doing this for a long time. I love it, and I decided to do it initially, not because I was convinced it was the only cool thing to do in the economy, but I could not think of a more dynamic uh, sector to be involved in. I really wanted to be at the heart of really exciting uh, change. I wanted to be uh, in operating in sectors that were uh, different week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter, where we'd be, I'd be challenged by new products, new regulation, etc. And so TMT to me was just a little bit more interesting than some of the many other sectors in the economy. And so when I go to a cocktail party and I hang out with my friends and we're talking about what's going on, what new products and services, it's a pretty good chance that we're talking about something that our firm advises on. So what does that mean? Let's break it down a little, a little further. There are many different types of consulting um, and the words are a little amorphous. People use them differently. So there's strategy consulting. Some people talk about a more general management consulting. There are people who do great work in operations, in IT, in HR, in process improvement. We focus on strategy consulting. We think that that is the most fun. And then across all the industries, TMT is where we're active. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't interesting developments in operations or in retail or healthcare. Uh, those are, there are really cool things going on but for us, the, this is how we define our market space. So what does that really mean for uh, people who would be coming here and working on projects? Well, we're involved in 
uh, the wireless industry. So 4G and 5G, and pretty soon we'll be talking about 6G. We're involved in new fiber optic networks and bringing broadband uh, throughout this country and across the globe. We're involved in the evolving ways that we consume video services. So if you watch Netflix or uh, Paramount Plus or Disney Plus or one of those services, we are involved in advising those, uh, those companies. Uh, we are very involved in the new cloud infrastructure. We do a lot of work with software and SaaS companies, IT services. And then finally, a lot in consumer electronics and mobile devices. So a whole bunch of areas that we're very involved in. If these are things that you think are cool, that you're interested in learning about and becoming proficient in, then we might be a good firm for you. So a lot of people say, well, I, I, I understand that, but who do you really work for? What do you really do? We're gonna break that down a little bit more. If you're curious what type of firm we are, you should know the following. We work for the top wireless providers in the US. We work for most of the top private equity investors in telecom, media, and tech. We work for a ton of well-known media brands that are coming out with all these new services. We're working for many of the top tel uh, technology equipment manufacturers. Our clients span literally half the countries in the globe. We're working for a lot of the top IT service providers in the US, for instance. And this is a really super interesting stat that we discovered when we did the work. Approximately 90% of US internet connections are provided by clients of Altman Supply. With our merger a year and a half ago with our friends in Europe, Solon Management, we have now become, as Altman Solon, the largest global TMT consultancy. We operate across the globe and there is no other firm near our scale that focuses exclusively on telecom, media, and tech strategy. And we're really proud of that. That global reach allows us to take ideas that we see in one country and consider whether or not they might apply to other countries. And that is one of the strengths that our clients see in us. In the US right now, we have offices in Boston, New York, LA, and San Francisco. I sometimes joke these are all the high rent districts in the US. That is not how we designed it. Why do we pick these cities? These are some of the markets where we have the, the most, uh, the highest concentration of clients doing the most exciting things. There are also places where a lot of our staff like to live and work. And so that's why we have offices there. But honestly, we work for companies that are located across the US and across the globe from these markets. And taking a bit of a, a, a broader look, right now uh, we are operating in, I think in nine countries with 13 offices, if I have it right. And so we have just this amazing, um, amazing ability to serve clients virtually anywhere. So for instance, uh, we serve Latin America from our Mexico City office and our US offices. Uh, we have two offices in Asia Pacific, Sydney and Singapore, 
and a bunch of offices in Europe. So if you're interested in TMT, uh, telecom, media, and tech, if you're interested in strategy consulting, and if you have a, a global mindset and an interest in the, the way these sectors are evolving across the world, we could be a good fit for you. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Jenna and Varun to talk about some of our projects. Great. Thank you. So first thing just to note is our projects tend to really have a, a data-driven component to them. So most of the work that we do is analytical and uh, it kind of marries together the qualitative, as you think of it, work with quantitative support. Um, and so we really think about how can we use data and, and data analytics to make our findings and recommendations to our clients uh, you know, more strongly backed up. So if you enjoy analytics, this is certainly an area that there's endless opportunities for you to learn and grow and kind of contribute to the firm in that way. Um, and many of our, our members of the firm really do learn on the job in terms of the analytics skills. So you can come in and kind of grow from whatever skill set you begin with there. Uh, this is fairly related, but I mean, most of what we do is, is try to help solve client problems. So really every element of our work and our project work is about trying to help clients make decisions. And that needs to be based off of uh, kind of the research and the analysis that we do. So the focus is always about what is the decision and how can we make decisions that have high impact for our clients. And that's really what our goal that we set out to do. Um, so this is similar to something that Rory referenced before, but uh, the types of project work that we do can span kind of across different types of work, even though we are a strategy specific firm, the way we think about it is the type of work that we do could be a number of different functions. So for example, strategy work tends to be thinking about the three to five year plan for our clients. So market entry, for example, is there a new opportunity that they could enter with perhaps a new product or a new service? and really grow and expand their business. Um, that's a very common one. And we, we do a great job of it with our clients and we really enjoy that work. Um, go to market, similarly, that can sometimes be a slightly shorter time horizon, but if a client has developed a product and it's kind of in the pipeline and they're really trying to think about how can we sell this and how can we price it and make sure that it is effective in the market, um, we do a lot of analysis that helps support them in their, their pricing and their marketing strategies and, and kind of make sure that's effective for them. Um, on the operations bit, while we are not an operations consulting firm, we do certainly touch operations for our clients at various points. So examples of that could be reduction of customer loss for you know, a broadband provider that feels that they're losing too many subscribers and they want our help understanding what tactics they could do that would kind of improve their, uh, their numbers there. Um, and then this fourth bucket we alluded to before, but it's really the private equity clients that we, that we referenced. So Many of our clients are actually investors who are interested in purchasing or investing in uh, assets within this space. And we do a lot of work that helps them kind of value and do due diligence on potential assets to understand how valuable a potential purchase could be and what kind of the financial outcomes would look like if they, if they do choose to invest. And Jenna, I think private equity is an element of our work in the economy that a lot of people don't really understand that well. You know about companies that are publicly listed. They're basically owned by public shareholders. You, you hear about companies that are 
venture-funded startups that are mostly owned by venture capitalists who've invest, invested in them. There's another category of private equity-owned businesses. It's a little like venture, but not for startups. And so there's a good number of our clients um, that are uh, owned by private equity firms. And similarly, there are a good number of our clients that are private equity firms and are asking for our help in deciding whether to invest or not, whether to add capital or not. Yeah. And guys, before we switch off of this slide, I mean, it was just crazy that you're just looking at this. I know that Jenna and Rory are a bit more tenured than myself, but I think as someone who interned and has spent eight months here, just looking at the types of project here, not only do we do these kinds of projects, but just the diversity of project to project, like I can already tell you right now that I have been on projects in all four of these categories. And I think that that's what makes Altman a really special place. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so I guess just to give a little bit of a uh, summary of examples, kind of make this real for you all, a few potential types of projects that we might do would be, um, you know, a strategy effort for a tech company. So for example, we did some work evaluating the future of collaboration apps. So, you know, very re relevant during the pandemic, um, Google, Zoom, all of those. Uh, we we kind of looked at the broad suite of what is out there and how the industry and space may evolve as, as changes kind of hit the industry. Um, another example in telecom, so go-to-market effort kind of driving sales growth uh, for a new telecom product. This would kind of fit into that second column that we talked about on the prior page. Um, and you can kind of read through the bottom two there, but we'll, we'll give you some more tangible examples on the next couple of pages. Um, great, so this, this, this specific project here kind of gets at one of the trends that Rory referenced earlier on, which is that the way people are consuming media is changing very much uh, in recent years. So even though traditionally paid television was kind of a, a linear TV model and people would purchase from their cable providers and sort of watch live, um, the trends in that industry are really changing a lot towards streaming models, towards kind of on-demand OTT video. Um, so we did a lot of surveying here and kind of helped a client better understand uh, a possible acquisition where they could look at, um, you know, whether or not this media company would be a good addition to an investor's portfolio. So um, you can see some of the screenshots of our slides here, but a, a couple of the most interesting findings we had were that the OTT platforms today are really actually driving a lot of younger users in, in, the, in the space to not ever sign up for a cable uh, traditional cable package. So that's what we would call Accord Never, which just means that from the beginning, they are kind of subscribing only to these streaming platforms and sort of skipping the whole linear TV altogether. I'm guessing, Jenna, you're Accord Never, right? <laughs> Borderline. I'm, I'm not as young as, as I still have now. traditional pay TV. As, as a result of my age. I think they I call to, me a, a cord cutter. They call you a cord cutter, cord yeah. cutter as well. Oh, definitely. wow. Okay. <laughs> we definitely have a lot of cord nevers here. Yes, you do. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll hit one more on the next. Great. Okay. Just to give one other example here. So we, we referenced kind of a broadband and being responsible for supporting a lot of clients that provide internet con connectivity across the U.S. and more broadly across the world. Um, so one project that we looked at was kind of growth opportunities for a commercial fiber optic network provider. Um, they were serving both the wholesale and retail segments, looking at their current product portfolio, as well as some potential new additions to that product portfolio, and really trying to understand what should they do next, how should they grow. Um, 
how can they kind of see better revenue in the future years? So the way that we looked at that, as you can see on the right-hand side, is uh, kind of market attractiveness. So where within the existing footprint that this provider lives or exists, um, is there opportunity for high growth based on kind of business growth and, and those types of dynamics? Um, we looked, of course, at financials. We looked at the valuation of, of the company and kind of customer dynamics. Um, and then, as always, we provide recommendations to the customer. So those were really centered around the where their geographies should be focused, what customer segments we thought should be most relevant to them based on their strengths and capabilities, and then ultimately what products we felt they should enter and begin offering um, in order to maintain their, their competitiveness. All right. I think we'll hand it off to you. Awesome. Nice. I get to talk about the fun part here, our people. Yeah. So, Honestly, one of the reasons why I joined is at the end of the day, I think our people are awesome and they really are the hot heart of the firm. Um, I know it says it on paper, but I fundamentally believe it's true. So when I first started looking at consulting firms, I was kind of wondering, do you think, you know, are firms different? Are they the same? Is TMT at one spot different from another? And I truly found out here that Altman has a family vibe and we're really one-of-a-kind culture and community and it genuinely is because we all like to work where we work and that energy is really transparent like when we're all here in the office which is nice because we're getting back to that. <laughs> um, so as Rory mentioned before we are a really high growth you know uh, high growth firm even from when I interned here in 2020 our firm has grown you know tremendous tre tremendously but I think that at the end of the day um, our people have stayed the same um, and you know, our reputation has only grown in stature and we still maintain that sort of startup mentality. It's just, we're, we're a high energy bunch and like we like to get stuff done together. Um, ultimately, we pride ourselves on adaptability. Um, we love uh, engendering camaraderie here, like frequent firm events. I think our happy hours are awesome. Um, it's a great time to meet your colleagues and it's a, it's, it's a great time for folks to basically celebrate a hard, a hard week's worth of work. Um, we also do other events. I know this year we had like dumpling, dumpling making uh, events, uh, wine tastings. Um, for the Boston office, we do have a sporting events next, next week, which is pretty cool. Um, our office is pretty open concept, um, so we can walk around. No one has a particular desk, which I find great based on wherever kind of mood I'm in. I'll sit in the kitchen or I'll sit at a desk. Uh, <laughs> And more, you know, more importantly, from a career growth perspective, something that I really appreciated here is that we have meaningful mentorship programs. We have career advisors, we have peer buddies. I've always felt supported, you know, from day one here to to now. So one big thing that I found really apparent about Altman Solon is that we actually genuinely believe that if you are a strategy consultant we want it to be a career for you rather than just a job, which means we want you to get fulfillment from not only the work, but your work-life balance and everything around it. So ultimately, how, you know, how does that look? So essentially we have a, you know, we have a couple of tenets that I feel like get emphasized. So firstly, we'll go with a flat organization. We're pretty meritocratic and ultimately you're, you're judged on how, how you know, how you contribute and how you learn. Um, one thing, I really appreciate is our limited travel model. I 
honestly, I came in thinking that I want to do the Monday to Thursday travel, but to be quite honest, sleeping in my own bed, there is some merit to that. And it's, and when we do do some travel, you know, we travel to locations when necessary, but we do it, I think in a very healthy and sustainable way. Um, we also have, like I was mentioning before, we have mentorship and development pro, uh, programs. We have anti-bias training and, and inclusive leadership. Um, it's, very, it's a very, very active part of our firm. Um, we also have these things called MC chats, which I actually find really great. And they especially, they especially are like, have been really great during COVID. Like, you know, you basically, our leadership team, about once a month or so, will will basically come on during lunchtime and just talk a little bit about themselves. So. You know, when, I, when I'm starting to meet all these people back in the office or, or what have you, I don't just have to be like, hey, nice to meet you. I can say, hey, I know a little bit about you. I know what your interests are. <laughs> I and, know about your weird hobbies. Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that, that's great. Um, one thing one thing that's great in mentorship that I personally have benefited from tremendously is our apprenticeship program. So when you come into the firm and you're brand new, um, we pair you up with an apprentice coach uh, for the first three months. And that's the person or point of contact that you can ask those silly questions to. Um, they can show you where things are, how to become more efficient with your day. You know, um, It's supposed to get you ramped up so that you can hit the ground running, feeling comfortable and confident. And last but not least in the mentorship, and I, I know I'll move along, but I think this is really important, um, is our PD kickoffs. I think uh, PD means professional development, and before our projects, we talk to our leadership, and we basically say what we've worked on in the past, what we worked on in the future, and what, we, or what we'd like to work on in the future, and really what's important to us on this particular project before we get assigned our general work stream. Um, so I've already touched on social events, but I'll move on. I'll, I'll move into um, to flexibility. Flexibility. You know, we do have a reduced work year, you know, work year policy. Um, Big policy against uh, weekend work. If you do, if you do have to work on weekends, Rory has to Rory has to approve it himself. Um, there's generous uh, parental leave and uh, you know policy and sabbaticals, and you know we are flexing with the times. Uh, remote, remote work is something that we are leaning towards, and we have a flex program in, in place now. Right, we do so much remote work. Some of us are getting kind of tired of it. <laughs> Today happens to be our first official day back in the Boston office in the last three months. So it's great. It's great to see everybody. So, yeah, at the firm, we also have a few organizations within the firm. So the way that I describe this is that ultimately we have this parent organization called DIVE, which is Diversity, Inclusion, Visibility, and Equity. And within that, uh, we have separate. We have several groups. So, firstly, we have Women of, of Adult and so on. Um, it's a group that's catered for you know to you know for uh, supporting women. Jenna, I was going to say if you'd like to speak a bit more on Women of Adult and so on, I'll go. Yeah, on. happy to. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's intended to really be a group that's inclusive to both men and women for some of the events, but also uh, sort of an environment for women to kind of get together in the firm and, and talk through some of the challenges that we face as, as being part of an, an industry or set of industries that is really underrepresented in terms of, of female employees. Um, so we bring in speakers, we do kind of, uh, I think you mentioned before, Varun, we did anti-bias training. Uh, and many of the speaker events, as I mentioned, we do invite the, the men as well, because we think it, it's, it's more effective when it's a discussion between everyone, not just the women sitting off to the side talking about it. Um, but it really is a great way to kind of find mentors across different levels of the firm and, and just meet other women outside of 
a project context where you, you just might not come, come across paths otherwise. Um, we also have organizations for, for LGBTQ+, um, just to raise more awareness, um, you know, once again, forum, but not just, you know, for particular groups of affinity, you know, more people in the room, better the conversation we can have. Um, we also have a racial uh, and ethnic, uh, ethnic diversity group. Um, I'm, you know, I'm part of that personally. Um, there are, you know, for, and, and basically for all of these groups, there are month, you know, monthly meetings, um, also at our at our company meetings, it's great. You know, we see a lot. Of, we see a lot of the work and and initiatives that a lot of these groups are working on. I'm also part of the first gen, um, low, you know, uh, low income group, um, and it's ultimately that that group is to cater to, you know, uh, you know, essentially talking about you know some of those issues and some of those um, you know basically issues to accessibility um, that sometimes first gen and low income um, coworkers uh, face. And ultimately, I mean. All of these groups, um, it, it's funny, there's actually even more groups than, than even looking on the slide now. And that's something that I'm actually really, like, I think is very cool. And I think what's great is that all these groups are sort of, you know, they, they are their own groups, but they're all kind of working together in, in unison at the same time to promote the general message of ultimately that diversity, inclusion, visibility, and equity. All right. So, one thing that, that, you know, like I said, each of these groups, um, you know, has done some particular initiatives. So, for example, at, uh, for women at Altman Solon, um, we've done, you know, we've done Women's History Month uh, with International Women's, uh, you know, with Women's Day. We, uh, we bring in guest speakers, um, you know, to talk about key, you know, key issues and gender that dialogue. Um, as Jenna was mentioning before, we've done some trainings, um, you know, on imposter syndrome and essentially finding your empowered voice um, within um, within Dive or, or I guess a, a group effort, um, you know, we celebrated Black History Month together. Um, we had um, essentially programming kind of like, you know, uh, essentially like systematic anti-Black racism in the U.S. in U.S. history. We've done some pro bono work as well uh, with Fast Forward, um, uh, amongst a few other things. And particularly for, you know, like, like what I can resonate with is more, I've done some of this stuff in the first gen low income group where, we really, especially on the recruitment end, um, we have taken a lot of effort to essentially evaluate and reevaluate the recruiting process. And I know for a, you know for a fact that we have extended you know um, for for our analysts and senior consultants coming from school, we have extended you know like where we are you know where we are recruiting from and taking away some of that implicit bias that we have in the recruiting process. At at times, we're all human of it. So. Um, yeah, those are those are a couple of initiatives that that we have going on. So I'd also mentioned before flexible work programs. So what does that actually mean? Um, so the first thing that we have here is a reduced work year. So what that basically means is you're working full you know full time for a reduced number of months on a recurring basis. Um, an example of that was you know a senior consultant works a reduced work year, um, taking a few months off over the winter to spend time as a ski instructor. Um, another program that we have is we, we believe in sabbaticals. So sabbaticals uh, can last up to three months. Um, and, you know, for, for example, I've seen some folks take, take sabbaticals and ultimately like that's geared towards, um, that's basically geared towards consulting being a career rather than a job. We also have um, single staffing, um, an, an initiative for, for I guess, managers and principals. Um, so managers may request 50% staffing, um, which is 
um, which is great. I mean, ultimately, you could have, you know, we have an example a manager worked single staffing for personal reasons, and that's completely acceptable uh, to us. Uh, remote work, obviously, we've been in a COVID world. Um, but uh, ultimately, now, when we come back, we're sort of implementing a flex, a flex model of, of working from home and also working in the office. And, you know, going through real quick, we have extended parental leave. So new parents can take up to one year of leave um, after the birth, um, placement or adoption of a child. And ultimately, that's something that, that we really, you know, it, we really care about. And I think, last but not least, you know, Altman is open to other flexible programs. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think we, we've kind of covered this one, but uh, the, the teamwork element is probably what comes through here. And I mean, we're all consultants, but what we really do is teamwork. Um, what, what do we do, Jenna? <laughs> what, do we do? <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people is, don't, don't really know what consulting is like, yeah. what the day to day is. It is hard. Yeah. It, it is hard to sometimes describe like a day in the life of consulting because it varies every day and it varies based on what projects you're on and what clients you have. So really at the heart of it, we're just using problem solving skills to apply to whatever the problem is that our clients are trying to solve. And we do that by developing techniques and, and knowledge bases that we can use again and again to kind of get a jump start quickly on a project and then adapt and figure out what's relevant in this particular situation. So if you join us, some of the things you might be working on would be uh, you know, working through data, data-driven analysis of uh, customer data, for example, or building a rigorous financial model and market sizing model to help develop uh, a better understanding of the potential to enter a new market, for example. Um, you might conduct primary and secondary research. So primary research, we usually think of that as um, interviewing experts in a specific niche area or uh, running surveys for perhaps consumer, consumer video watching behavior. Um, secondary research is sort of all of the other traditional research, such as uh, reports, analyst reports, and, and Googling, uh, as you might. Um, and then we really try to put that all together into a, a synthesized set of recommendations that is tangible and actionable for our client. We present that to them, we listen to them, we take their feedback, and we really try to make sure that we're presenting them with something that they can use so that they can go solve the problem, not just a set of slides. Um, and the skills that you develop in doing this are, as I mentioned before, problem solving, which is kind of core to all of this, but, but also really the quantitative baseline skills that we referenced before. So um, whether it's data analysis, we use things like Excel and Tableau and sometimes SQL, um, financial modeling, you'll definitely become an Excel wizard, whether you want to or not. Um, and then really communication. So I, I think that tends to be a, a great one for a lot of folks who come in from quantitative backgrounds, there's still so much you can learn because you are learning how to kind of present your ideas, whether it's an email or a set of slides or just an update verbally to your team. Um, what is the right way to communicate so that your, your ideas and your recommendations really hit and get through? Um, and, and the types of people that we're looking for tend to be, you know, reflective of, of a lot of these activities. So intellectually curious, very motivated, entrepreneurial, teamwork oriented. If you are kind of one of those types of people, you, you likely would, would be a great fit for us. And we'd love to have you. Um, I think that, okay. Yeah. I, so taking a step back, we, uh, we are presented from our clients with complex problems. And what I tell people when they join our firm, usually in the first week when I meet them, we say, if you join Altman Solon, 
if you are here for a year or two years or 10 years, you will become an expert in business decision-making. You'll learn how to structure a problem. You'll learn how to distill it down to different parts to solve, analyze, or come to some conclusion on each of those components, to bring it together to a recommendation, to present that recommendation to a client, persuade them that it is valid, support it with evidence and data so that they and we have confidence that if they follow that recommendation, it's going to produce the outcome they expect. So join Altman Salon, you will become an expert in business decision-making. Furthermore, we do this in telecom, media, and tech. You don't have to love TMT for the rest of your life. You don't have to spend your entire career here. The skills you learn, the attributes we're looking for, the tasks, they apply equally well to any sector. So we have people who leave our firm after two, three, four, five years. Some of them stay in technology. They go work for media companies and tech companies and wireless companies, but some of them leave and go to other industries entirely. And what they come back and tell us, whether they are in TMT or in some other sector, is they say their new employers are amazed by the skills that they have brought to the table. And that's because we've turned them into experts in business decision-making. So we've got a few profiles, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I can, I can do some of these. So, all right. So going more into what we actually do here at work. So ultimately, we want to take you through a few profiles that are going to show some of the different levels of the firm and, you know, what, what an average day looks like. So let's start with Kathy. So um, Kathy's an analyst here. Uh, she joined the firm in 2020 from UC Berkeley. Um, studied some data science, and ultimately she's currently working on a due diligence engagement with a fiber client, kind of like the project we were showing you a little bit before. So average Monday for her would look something like this. You know, from nine to 10, she's responding emails and getting ready for the day. From 10 to 12, we check in with the team, discuss um, plan expectations. We were a big believer in our daily check-ins, so that's not surprising. Um, 12 to one, um, grab lunch with coworkers, I do want to emphasize that we do appreciate the lunch hour here at Altman. We think that getting together and being together and sitting at a table together is something you can't put a price on. So I just wanted to highlight that in the, in the, in the day. Um, from one to four, uh, she works independently, um, you know, with the, or with the team, um, takes breaks as needed, go for, you know, goes for a walk, uh, four to seven, um, you know, she aligns with team, you know, allows the team on, on evening to do's. Um, seven to eight is dinner, and eight to end of the day is, is wrapping up. We probably have time for one more, sure. uh, one more profile. Who's it going to be? Is um, it, it going to be Ben, the consultant? Shane. Oh, Shane. We want Shane. Yeah, we'll do Shane. Yeah. Uh, these are yeah. real people, so for you they're just names, but for us they're people we really know well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, <laughs> stop laughing. No, it's great. Uh, so Shane, great guy. Um, so he, you know, just a little bit about Shane. Um, graduated, graduated undergrad in 2017. Um, he's a senior consultant in the firm right now. And what he's currently staffed on um, is essentially a market ops, a market study for a TMT client. Um, so basically his Tuesday, very similar. You know, so 8.30 to 10, you're getting ready. Um, 10 to 12, you know, um, our, our PD, you know, our PD kickoff meeting. So what does this mean? As I mentioned before, um, starts up, so you start off a project and you essentially speak with both 
folks who are reporting to you versus you know your management committee about what are what's everyone's goals and what do they want to get out of this project. So that's what Shane's doing for, for a couple of hours there, um, twelve to one. Can't can't make this stuff up. You're breaking for lunch, going out with co you know going uh, with coworkers to lunch. Sometimes even Roy will leave that lunch charge too. So um, one to two thirty, uh, working independently or with the team. Um, two thirty to four forty-five, going to the gym. One thing I want to talk about, like these kind of activities in the middle, um, at your PD calls, um, they ask you what makes you tick and how you work better. So Shane probably responded, well, from two, you know, from sometime at some point during the day, uh, I'd like to go to the gym. And when you want to do that, there's really no questions asked. Um, so yeah, from 4.45 to 7, he works independently. Uh, 7 to 7.30 is dinner. And 7.30 to end of the day is wrapping up. Excellent. Good. Um, so I think we're close to the end of the time. So we should probably wrap up ourselves. And what we'd like you to know is that we're building a team. We're looking for bright folks who are interested in what we do and who want to become experts in business decision-making. If what you heard today appeals to you, please do apply. And I think, um, I think at this point, we should probably break for questions. Does that make sense? That's fantastic. Thank you, Jenna, Varun, Rory. Uh, you guys are obviously doing impressive work uh, and you are you seem like genuinely nice people. And those two things don't always go together. So I, I appreciate that that's shown through uh, in today's session. Um, folks, feel free to, to type questions in the chat for Jenna, Varun, Rory, all three. Uh, and, and I'll start directing those questions to them here in the next minute. Uh, guys, if you don't mind, I've got a couple of questions for you while folks are, are inputting uh, things into the chat. Uh, the first one, I know you mentioned kind of uh, managers can take half staffing, meaning they direct two projects at a time. Uh, are consultants also staffed on two projects at a time or are they just one project at a time? No, um, people are singly staffed at our firm with rare exceptions. There are a few very specific roles that are effectively shared services, but most everybody is staffed singly. It's only experienced managers, principals uh, that are uh, doubly staffed. Amazing. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, and just a follow-up to that, I would assume then that you, know, you all employ a local staffing model where your project teams are folks from your specific office, or am I mistaken? Uh, you're not mistaken. That sounds great, but it doesn't quite fulfill the, the mission we have. Because our mission is to be global TMT experts, sometimes the right talent is not local. And so we technically operate a global staffing pool, but with a lot of constraints. So global staffing sounds like a time zone nightmare. Uh, we're gonna be really, really selective when we get people working with teams that are far away. But okay. you will frequently work with people who are not in your office. And, uh, and that's fun, that's exciting. It's, it's fun to become an expert in say, uh, North American telecom and then get to work on something in Columbia or something in Singapore. I was gonna say, uh, that sounds like the best of both worlds. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. And then uh, as folks are finishing typing their, their questions out, uh, Jenna and Varun, I had a question for you each. I know you, you mentioned the, the skills building piece at, at Altman and just in consulting in general. Yeah, do you mind just each sharing kind of one key or core skill you feel that you feel like you've picked up in your time at the firm? Maybe the, the most noteworthy skill that you feel like you've gained. I guess I'll, I'll start first because it's honestly paying dividends so early. I think one of the biggest things that I've started to pick up is 
once I get a problem, I can break it down into parts and it may not necessarily be the right parts, but I am, you know, I have this strategic thinking that I've learned, you know, relative in a relatively quick amount of time that I feel like could be a foundational building block for the rest of my time here and actually in the future. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'll, I'll give you a different answer. So um, I think for me, it's been kind of developing slide stories or presentation stories for clients. So um, one of the most important things about delivery of a successful project is being able to actually convey the findings and takeaways and recommendations in a way that resonates and lands with the client. So in the beginning, I really had absolutely no clue how to put what we had learned all onto a set of slides in the right order and, and kind of tell the story around that. And I feel like I've learned to, to really think through what is the strategic approach that got us here and what is the right order of kind of uh, events or information in order to convey that. I love that. We we work with a lot of consulting firms on that kind of presentation and, and storytelling training, and, and we've seen some pretty gnarly presentations. So that's that's definitely a skill that, that you need to hone. Uh, that, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, well, uh, we've got some questions coming through the chat. Uh, the first one, I'll just direct to the group and, and I'll let you all decide who the best person is to answer them. So uh, I know that that the firm conducts case interviews. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about the, the process? What can folks expect in the interview process? Do you have some, some, some tips and best practices for how people can start preparing specifically for your style of case interview? Sure, I'm happy to talk about it. I've given a lot of a lot of case interviews over the years, and I've done a lot as well. So um, the way that it looks is it's usually between 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, we start by just doing in friendly introductions, kind of tell me about yourself, go through the resume, maybe ask you to talk about some, uh, you know, how did you decide to go to the college that you went to, or something interesting that might help me learn a little bit more about the way that you think. Um, and then we usually talk about some more specific experiences that this person may have had. So, for example, um, you know, tell me about a time that you worked with a team and, it, you know, things weren't jiving and you kind of sh were struggling as a group and things and you just couldn't get the results. How did you go about solving that problem? So, like, we really want to talk to them about the way they solve problems or the way they deal with challenges in, in their life or in their past roles. Um, and then we do spend typically 20 minutes to 30 minutes on, on a case. Um, and the case would be interview led, interviewer led. So um, we would come to the interviewee with a, a prompt kind of say like this is the situation our client is losing revenue quickly and they want to better understand uh, what's going on. Um, we look for structure in the responses. We don't look for the structures that you see in case in point necessarily. It's more like, how do you think in a structured way about solving this problem? Um, and the biggest tips I can give really are, are listen to the interviewer um, because we want the case to be successful. It's much more fun for us when it goes well. Um, so it's okay if you make small mistakes, just take the feedback, make it conversational, ask questions, and really convey what you're thinking as you go through the case because we can guide you and keep you on path, but we can't do that if we don't know what you're thinking or what you're doing. Um, I think just a minor point on that is like, at least in the case interviews that I've given, I think what stands out to me is, you know, we are in TMT and we work with some complex units and numbers and getting to, you know, getting to the bottom of things that a lot of other people like haven't had experience with, but we don't expect you to be TMT experts, but what we do, that innate quality of being able to get to an answer and kind of gut check it and be like, does this make sense? Or, 
you know, if, if, I don't know, like if you come to a number that's completely absurd, but if you are able to say that's a little absurd, let's take a step back. That's a, that's a great quality that I like to see when someone interviews you. Yeah. And that's a great point that Varun just raised, which is that we've never not hired someone because they, especially in the analyst and consultant role, because they didn't know something about telecom media and tech. Like that's, those are the questions you should ask us and we'd love to answer mm -hmm. live. Um, but, you know, it's more just like if you're thinking is, is working and on the right track, that that's what we're looking for. All right, everyone. Did you hear that? You don't have to be a subject matter expert and the interviewer is on your side so you can breathe easy. They, they want you to succeed. That's that's amazing. Thank you both uh, for that. Um, so we've got a, a few folks that have asked through the chat, kind of what what type of background work experience is is most attractive to you? And, and you're probably going to say all of them. Uh, but if you could kind of like <laughs> uh, dig down a level deeper and just say, you know, what is it that you look for in candidates? What can they do to stand out in these resumes that they're submitting so that, you know, they have a chance to be interviewed? Uh, it's, you, you two should answer or, or Heather can answer, but go ahead, please. I mean, for, for me, like when I've looked at resumes, it's really just, you know, have you, you know, what are you interested in? Have you shown some passion in what you've been interested in? Um, do you have a personality outside of just, you know, working? Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty yeah. much it for me. I think I would agree with that. It's not it's not like, oh, you worked in this exact parallel company before and we're good at it. It's really um, in the place you were at before. Can you talk about what led you there? What decisions you kind of have made along your career path? Why is this the right fit for you now to move? And if you have a thoughtful trajectory in your mind to why that is, then what we really want to see is you can get excited about something you want to learn. You want to join this company and learn the things that you'll learn here and you can be a great fit. Amazing. Amazing. So this next question, I I don't think the person has the intention of asking you to bash any other firm. I certainly don't. <laughs> I, I would just I, I would love to hear like how how do you kind of differentiate your services from other firms that have TMT practices? Uh, and, and Rory, I don't know if you're the best person to answer that or not. Uh, but you know what what is your special and secret sauce? Yeah, it's a great question, and uh, it's one that I see because I'm talking to clients and persuading them to work with us. Uh, the number one thing that I tell clients is that across our team of three, four, five, six, seven, ten people that are going to show up on day one, uh, most team members are going to have a sense for how the industry functions, how the sector functions, some idea of what the company does, some idea of the particular problem at hand. Uh, if you work at another firm as a generalist, you might come to a TMT case or project or client, but you might have been working on shoe manufacturing or healthcare the prior month. And th that makes for a great life experience. And if you want that variety, you should pursue it. Uh, but what our clients really value is that our team shows up with a base layer of understanding about the sector, the company, and what we're gonna do. And that gives us a two to four week, two to three week head start on what some of our competitors might be doing if they were to show up with that same client, same problem. Great answer. Okay. That's why you're the salesperson. <laughs> uh, they, it, it, to be fair, uh, it's not just the head start. They're expecting a better answer that is more attuned to their sector, their industry, and with a deeper understanding of market dynamics. 
So the first part is what I first described, uh, but at the end of the day, we have to provide them with a better answer that they can be more confident in. Absolutely. Well, so going along with that, when I hear strategy consulting, one of the first things that kind of comes to my mind is like short focus projects. Uh, so can you just talk to us about maybe what the average project length is? I, I get kind of, I get rotational experience among TMT, but I also get a lot of exposure because I'm working on shorter projects, right? Yeah, that's true of strategy projects generally. Uh, there's a very, very wide range, but our median project duration is probably about six weeks. So we have people who've been working on projects for, well, we have projects that run two to four weeks, three weeks. We have projects that run a year and a half. Edge case. Edge case, yeah. Jenna holds the record for most satisfied, longest tenured client. Um, but uh, no, we, we have a wide range, but I'd say four to six weeks is typical. Amazing. And I, I have to ask, uh, we've got more folks kind of popping questions in the chat. So this is my question. We won't blame anyone else for this one. But Varun, you mentioned dumpling making earlier in the in the presentation. Out of you three, who's the best dumpling maker? I have to know. Definitely not me. I, I gave it the old college try and, uh, you know, was happy with my output. I think my invite got lost in the mail. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely wasn't me. More of the dumpling <laughs> buyer probably, and yeah. consumer. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> eat a lot of dumplings. So I guess it's me then. I guess it's you, Brian. You were trying to be humble. Yeah, I'm trying. My son makes a mean dumpling. It's like, so he's the winner. All right. Amazing. <laughs> Folks, we've got about five more minutes with the team. Uh, we want to honor their time and, and get them out of here on time. Um, but if you have additional questions for them, this is a great opportunity. Like you've got FaceTime with a senior consultant, with a manager, with a managing director. Um, so if you have questions about the firm, the work, the lifestyle, um, now is a great time to, to pop that question uh, in the chat and, and we will we'll get them to answer it. Uh, one of the things we're not doing is we're not asking specific like questions that are really specific to your situation. Um, so, uh, but if you have a broader question about the firm, uh, about the life, the work, we're happy to answer that. Those really specific and personal questions, um, we're going to make the contact information available for the recruiting team at the firm, uh, and they will be able to to talk to you one on one about your specific situation. Okay, Seth. Seth's got a great question here. Um, so you're, you talked about the, the, the day and the week uh, of, of the folks at the different levels. And we saw Monday, we saw Tuesday. Uh, what is the average uh, uh, kind of end of day for the week? Um, yeah, I can give thoughts on that. So I, if I'm interpreting the question right, it's kind of like average end of day, but then also the end of the week. So um, typical, we usually say that typical end of day could fall around 8 to 9 p.m., um, but it varies a lot. Some nights you'll get off much earlier. Some nights you'll be really pushing to get out some materials to the client, and you might have to go a bit longer. Um, but we very much value our Fridays. So uh, Friday rarely pushes past like 5.15, um, and that I think that makes a huge difference because it's, it's really not that hard to work a longer day for four days, and then you're done by five, and we have this no weekend work policy, so you really get to enjoy um, a long stretch of of time yeah. after that. I mean, to be fair, strategy consulting is a hard job and the hours can be long. And I just want, I don't want to sugarcoat that at all, but we're doing our best to contain that and to preserve everybody's weekends. But I also want to say the flip side is, and this is something that I found from other jobs outside of strategy consulting is 
our leadership knows that we want to drive and we want to get to those answers and we inherently want to do a fantastic job for our clients. So I hear a lot of times my, my partners and directors saying, Varun, how long is this going to be? Can we time box this to like two more hours? And then I don't want you working after this. So like, we're, we're always a highly motivated bunch anyway. So I think that, that that combined with the support that we have puts that into perspective of how long we work. I love that. Uh, do you get to choose the projects you work on? Uh, how does that work? Uh, I don't get to choose the projects <laughs> I work on and you'll be in the same boat as me. We, uh, we do work at the pleasure of our clients uh, in terms of how staffing uh, decisions are made. It's really a combination of what's right for your professional development. Uh, what is a, uh, what is a level appropriate? What will allow you to develop the next skill? Those are some of the decisions that primarily drive staffing. And secondarily, there are other, uh, it may involve preference and it may involve an interest area that you have, for instance. Amazing. Uh, are there specializations within uh, teams? I know you mentioned kind of like in that in that early slide, you know, these are the subsectors we work in within TMT. Uh, would that slide really answer that question? Or are there other specializations that are available to folks? Well, there are, if, if it's okay, I'll, I'll answer. Okay. We do have a few special teams. Um, we've got an analytics innovation team, which is really uh, a, a wicked smart set of data scientists. Um, we have a uh, software team that is developing a particular software package that we have. So there are some specialized groups within the firm. But in, if you are part of the general consulting staff, with which represents the majority of of us, uh, we start to see more specialization as people approach the manager and principal level. Um, uh, at the at the analyst, consultant, and senior consultant level, we want to give people a pretty wide range of experience across telecom, mm -hmm. media, and tech. And so uh, that that you know that that we feel provides the richest experience for our team members, and also provides a great uh, a, a great sense of perspective when you're in front of a client. Mm. Absolutely. Awesome. I think we've got time for one more question here. I'm just going to look through the chat quickly. Um, so this one, I think maybe just a, a quick answer. Um, I know you all already mentioned this, but kind of uh, applications, tech programs, program, programming languages, um, what do folks need to know? What can they expect to use? Uh, and, and I know that you harped on Excel pretty heavily early in, in your presentation. Sure. Um, yeah, I could talk about it. So, I mean, coming in, nothing. You don't need to come in with any sort of skills, so don't go practice unless you really want to. But um, you will, without a doubt, learn Excel, Tableau, um, all of the other Microsoft tools, and then you will very likely touch some of uh, the kind of like mapping softwares that we use, like ArcGIS and QGIS. Um, you might also learn some SQL. That's a very common one. Uh, typically, we don't go much beyond that in the standard consulting role, but if you have a deeper interest in the, the data kind of science, um, Rory mentioned the analytics innovation team, which is where they really engage more deeply with kind of Python and those types of other languages. Fantastic. And, and then last question for you all, I, I promise. I, I know that when you talked about professional development, there was um, a, a sense that, okay, at the beginning of a project, we kind of identify your career goals, how you work, your work style, all of that. Um, but is there is there mentorship kind of be like beyond projects where you're like paired with a mentor for a year or two and they kind of follow your career journey? Can you talk a little bit about that kind of professional development? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's mentorship actually on a lot of different levels. So the first one, and I think what's great is that we have a career advisor program or a CA program where younger staff get or, or less tenure staff get paired up with uh, folks who are, who are partners or directors, and essentially they are your touch points. You know, every every couple of every couple of months to see how you're doing, how you're tracking. We also have now a global mentorship program where, since now we are a global firm, um, I have a, a global mentor buddy who is actually in the Sydney office. So we've been meeting once a month just to, you know, he has a wealth of experience and a different perspective. So that's been great. And I know for our summer internships, I got paired up with a peer buddy. So someone who was a like like our apprentice coaches. It was another senior consultant who. I could ask questions to sort of taught me to lay the land, things like that. And we do have some group specific mentorship as well. So for example, Women at Altman Salon has a program where if you would like a mentor among the senior leadership, you'll be matched with one. And that helps kind of break down the boundaries where some younger women find it harder to find mentors and when, when women are underrepresented at the top. I love that. That's amazing. Uh, Rory and Varun and Jenna, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, on behalf of our community, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're re really excited that, that folks got to hear from you directly. Uh, and, and for folks on the call, uh, please apply. This is an amazing firm doing amazing work. Uh, they'd love to hear from you. Uh, the link to apply is in the chat. Again, they're hiring for, for those three roles. Uh, and, and this is an incredible opportunity that uh, I, I hope you will not uh, miss and let pass you by. Uh, again, on behalf of our community, uh, to Jenna, to Varun, to Rory, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to sending some of these amazing applicants your way really soon. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to today's bonus episode of Strategy Simplified. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming tomorrow. In the meantime, if you like what you heard, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to apply for one of the three open roles at the firm through February 25th. The link to apply is in the show notes. We'll see you next time.